Hi, I'm Catherine and you're listening to the One Calm Voice podcast. Well, hello there, everybody, and you're very welcome along once again this week. If you want to check out my website, remember it's onecamvoice.com. Likewise, if you go ahead on to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, subscribe to the podcast, and then you'll be notified every time there's a new episode up. So, um, other than that, my darling friends, I hope, as always, that you are safe and well, and I hope that those whom you love are likewise safe and well. We're into episode number 60 and this week's episode is all about the spring cleaning of our minds. Yes, it is inspired by the fact that in the past few days I have cleared out my pantry. Yes, in my kitchen. It was a tiny bit disorganized. I'm not really known for my organizational skills when it comes to things like that. I'm fairly um, easy going. I think, oh, well, I know that it's in there somewhere it might just take me a moment to get my hand to it and that's fine I don't mind that I'm I'm easy enough in that regard but it even started to get to me the other day because my daughter was making um, a bird feeder and she asked do we have any nuts or seeds and I said oh yeah I'm sure we have some there in the pantry so in I went to look and I couldn't find them either so I just said look here we go it's time for us now to sort it out so that's what I did and it got me thinking about how I really needed to set time aside to figure out or to even, I suppose, do a stock take of what I had in the pantry. And then to notice then as well what I had in there that I no longer used, that I didn't need, that wasn't serving any purpose. Can you see where I'm going with this? Um, so I needed to set time aside to do that. And it, it didn't take particularly long time. Like it's not a massive par- pantry or anything like that. And I didn't have an enormous amount of things in there. It's just that it was a little bit, um, yeah, wild, shall we say. Okay, now, oh, muddled. Yeah, muddled is a good word word because our minds can be muddled and scattered sometimes as well. So, yeah, muddled is a good word. Um, When I had it all sorted out then, and it didn't take, like I said, particularly long time to have it all sorted out. What I found was I had three full um, compartments or cubby holes, shelves, like square shelves, small enough um, spaces that prior to this were filled with I found half an Easter egg from last year in there. I found a plastic bag that had uh, Halloween sweets in it from last year as well. Actually, let me correct that. Had Halloween sweet wrappers in there. Mm. Um, I found a couple of packets of pistachio nuts that had never been opened. One of which had gone off, gone out of date in la- last June. I found... A packet and a half of uh, walnuts, you know, or walnut pieces. I know I specifically went through a phase last year of making uh, chocolate brownies with walnuts in them. And clearly I had stockpiled some walnuts and hadn't used them and had actually forgotten or didn't realize that I even had them in there. Um, And that was kind of, believe it or not, in those three shelves that are now or three little cubby holes that are now free. They're now empty. All of that sort of on on unuseful things were in there 
things that weren't serving any useful purpose in the running of the pantry and the running of my kitchen in um, nurturing or feeding myself or my family. Yet they were in there taking up space. And like I said, I just needed to act, you know, to hold a little bit of time, create a little bit of space for myself to do that, apply myself to that action and then carry through with the action. That was it. And now I have some clear space in there that I can actively choose and decide what I want to put in there. The other thing as well is that the the other shelves and compartments feel much more uh, yeah, clear. They're crisper now. I can see exactly what's in there. And and I, I and I I feel then clearer about it. I know a little bit more clearly what I need to pick up in the shop this week. You know, otherwise what I probably would have picked up was a packet of pistachios because I really like the pistachios. Why I didn't eat the last two packs, I don't know. But anyway, it got me thinking how often our mind can be like that, can be in need of a spring clean, can um, become for and, and two wonderful side effects of giving a little sprinkling to our mind. The first one being we have a greater appreciation of indeed what we have. Then we can see more clearly what we have. Okay, all of the wonderful things that we have in our lives. We can give attention to all of those wonderful things. And then we can express gratitude to all of the wonderful things that we have in our in our lives. Remember, I mentioned last week about how sometimes when we have a lot of doing to do that our mind makes assumptions for us in order to enable us to do everything that we have on that list that to-do list so we um, don't give very much attention in the everyday of to the precious things that are in our lives maybe our partners our um, children our own ability our physical ability our ability to move to have the full use of our body, to have an intellect that helps us to figure out things. You know, that we have the ease of movement, I was going to say. And we do have ease of movement if we have a car that we can drive somewhere, if we have access to public transport. All of those things that we don't ever, we don't often pause to be grateful for, to fully appreciate or to feel the presence of them in our lives. You know, but if we decide to set aside time to do that, to do a little stock take and a spring clean of our minds in the same way that I did of the pantry, I think that we will feel better. We will feel, you know, more, we'll feel the, the complete fullness of what we have. And then we will also feel the wonderful freedom of releasing the things that are, are no longer serving a purpose for us. You know, and, and when we do that, what happens is, like metaphorically speaking, we create those little free spaces that we can choose then what to put in those free spaces. We can choose then what we give our attention to. We can choose then to leave them empty like I have done for this past week. You know, they don't need to be filled. It's quite okay not to be using all of our um, mental power all of the time 
it's okay to have stillness, to have quietness, to have a, a pause from thinking. That's okay. Actually, it's really, really um, worthy. <laughs> it's really, really um, empowering. You know, and, and when that happens, what happens, I think you've heard me say this before. I know I've definitely said it before in episodes that space between the thoughts is where all of our inspiration comes from. Yeah, that our creativity then has a chance to spring forth because our um, thinking power isn't um, being consumed by everyday thoughts opinions other people's opinions what i think about this how i feel about that you know that we um actively create the conditions which will allow our creativity our inspiration to spring forth that's a really worthy endeavor isn't it imagine you know we don't, because we we don't often appreciate the full depth of our being you know how could we if we don't ever pause to try and notice, to try and give attention, to try and create the conditions where our own um, depth can spring forth? But that can happen when we pause to take stock and to spring clean the mind. So I'm assuming that in your mind we don't have you know, an extra packet of pistachios or a few extra walnuts <laughs> hanging around in there. No, when I speak about spring cleaning our mind, I speak about releasing, you know, maybe patterns of thinking or beliefs that we no longer believe, but we still, they're still kind of having an influence on our behavior or on how we perceive our life, how we perceive our experience of living, how we perceive our own role in the world. Let me give you a couple of concrete examples because that's kind of a little bit abstract when I say it like that. So to to consider for a moment a belief that we might, or a pattern of belief, because I said that first, didn't I? A pattern of belief I, I might... Um, lack trust okay yeah. I, I might feel a little bit insecure about myself I might feel a little bit insecure about some maybe part of my body or my appearance and I might think that my partner then will you know see somebody that's more attractive than me thoughts like these can absolutely be exhausting and you see, it's just a thought. It's not a fact. It's just, um, and and I, it feels really real. I'm not trying to minimize that because it can be so uh, gut wrenching for us if if we're experiencing this this notion that my partner is going to find somebody better than me, and I'm only hanging on by a thread here in this relationship, whereas they might be completely in love with you. They might absolutely adore the ground that you walk on. They might be so happy and content in the relationship that they're in. But if we have this uh, pattern of believing that I can't trust this person because maybe 
you know, the people that went before him were untrustworthy. Him or her, I should say, were untrustworthy and had a bad experience. And then what happens then is that pattern of thinking, of always trying to find something in their behavior or something in their words or something in the way that they look at somebody else to confirm your suspicion that, yes, I am not um, attractive enough. Yes, I am not um, good enough for this person. You, you might not even verbalize it in that way. But, but that's often what happens. I have a lot of experience of um, speaking to people and, and, and they live, this is their lived experience of being in a relationship, that they worry constantly, that they're insecure constantly because of this pattern that they believe that the person that they're with is going to leave them because maybe others left before. And so then they spend time in this pattern, always looking for confirmation of the thought that they have. It's really, like I say, gut-wrenching and very unsteadying and unsettling. Now, that's a big one. I know that there's a big one, but it's a very real one for many people. And and to even be able to shine a light on, on the existence of something like that that's happening for you is will be massive. It'll be a, a massive relief to notice that. Now, remember when we look towards ourselves like this with curiosity, if it ever gets too much, Return to the safety of your breath. You know, just focus on the breath and allow that to soothe. Remember, it will always soothe and it will always guide. Remember that a thought is a thought. It's not a fact. Remember that you are not your thoughts. You have those thoughts, but they are not you. You are much greater. You are much more beautiful. You are much brighter than your thoughts and then stay with your breath remember that it will soothe and it will guide but noticing a pattern like that now that i like i know it is a deep one but guys i can't i love the deep stuff i love unpicking it and reframing it Okay, and because it has the greatest impact on how we live our lives then, you know, the greatest positive impact on how we experience our life. Okay, so we notice that that might be a pattern of behavior for us. We might notice as well that, is that true? Is that true of my partner at the moment? Just because other people went before him that were, or her, that were untrustworthy, that let me down, that left is it true for me to believe that it could happen with this person, with this partner? And you might look at them then with, you know, without that veil of what has gone before them. See them as they truly are. Think, no, I don't, I don't think so. It's not true. Okay, that's an example of a pattern of behavior pattern of thought and it's it's gripping it's really gripping you know because remember like i mentioned last week about um the neuron the neural pathway yeah and the the neurons that 
fire together, wire together, and they create that really prominent path. And, and what has become a habit for us, even in our thinking, that's what we do then. We, do, we don't respond, we react. But it is by allowing ourselves a little bit of space to, um, a little bit of separation between me, the self, and, you know, observing our thoughts, that we can find a way through, a way to recognize, oh, that's a pattern of thought. That's not me. It's not true. You know, and, and then we can release it. We begin, can begin begin the process of releasing. It, it takes time now. It definitely takes time. But And some patterns of behavior will be easier to let go of than others, you know, depending on how ingrained they are within us. But unless we pause and try to, um, you know, take stock and spring clean, you know, we, we won't be aware of these, you know, and they'll continue running like that open tab in the background, influencing our behavior, influencing um, our and, and impacting on our enjoyment of the experience of our life. Now, what, that was the first thing. Now, what did I say was the other thing? Oh, a, a belief. Now, oftentimes our beliefs are, we pick up beliefs in our childhood. We pick up beliefs from the house that we're born into. We pick up beliefs from the friends that we surround ourselves up with. We pick up beliefs from our experience in the world, you know, and we carry them with us even after we have outgrown them. You know, but like that pattern of um, thought that holding on to the belief is like having that tab running in the background. Yeah. And it's impacting once again our enjoyment of the experience of our lives. Let me give you an example of that. So say for example, when you were much younger, a parent or an adult or a guardian or maybe even a sibling, an older sibling, say says to you, uh, you're mean, or you're selfish, or you're um, stingy. I don't know if that's a universal word, but it means that you're miserly with your money, you're stingy. You're, uh, mm, this one now is a real sibling one. Nobody likes you. Yeah. They, they cut, don't they? Those type of words, they cut. Yeah, they cut deep. And they're, they're words. And depending on when they are said to you as you develop in childhood and into adolescence and into adulthood, they can really crush. And they can embed themselves within you long after you have you know, become, you know, fulfilled in successful in the world, you know, whatever success, whatever you do, de- you deem success to be, you could be in a really loving relationship, you could have a family that adore you, yet you will still think nobody likes me. You know, you could be very, very generous or what often happens when somebody is told in early childhood or adolescence that you're mean or you're stingy or you're selfish. They spend 
you know, well into their adult life, trying to prove that person wrong, trying to pr- prove that accusation to be incorrect. So they, like, say for the selfish one, they will, they will prove how unselfish they are by giving their time and their resources willingly and freely and actually by over giving and by not considering themselves at all why to prove that I am not selfish look how much I give I will just give and give and give and give and I will won't think of myself I will think of others all of the time but it's an unbalanced way to live our lives because like I have said in previous episodes yes it's wonderful to give yes of course it is it's wonderful to give to others but you know it has to be a balance for the full enjoyment and contentment or the full um, experience of enjoyment and contentment in our lives we have to find that balance between um, looking after other and looking and looking after self not exclusively one or the other but both combined looking after other giving to other looking after self and giving to self okay it's a it's both it's not one it's both together so that's an example of a belief a belief that we know that that's no that that has passed its sell by date that has gone way past its best before date but we're still carrying it around with us it's still in that pantry it's still in that compartment in our mind it still is that open tab running in the background and it is still impacting and influencing and i would say in many cases diminishing our ability to enjoy the full experience of our lives and the wonderful thing is we can do the spring clean we can get rid of those things that are no as you probably often heard are no longer serving us we can get rid of something that isn't serving any useful purpose in our lives now it can take time but like you have heard me say many many times we live in a physical world so we need to take action. We can't think, our, we can't just solely think ourselves out of a situation. We can't think, right, we, we, we can't think, we can think. We can't decide, right, that's it now, I'm never thinking that again. It's very hard to do that. I, I would say it's impossible because inevitably, if you have that pattern of thinking, if you have that uh, long-standing belief is not going to be eradicated by one other th- by thinking the opposite one time okay we need to try and create a new neural pathway a new way of uh, being a new pattern of uh, thinking and a new belief how do we do that let me try and explain to you how I do it. When I recognize something, a pattern of thought or indeed a belief that is no longer serving me, now, I try to look at myself and the, my mind and I remember that I have a mind but I'm not just the mind. I have thoughts but the thoughts aren't me. I remember that there's space between me and my thoughts. 
And that allows me to look at my thoughts um, somewhat objectively, but also it gives me a modicum of um, a steadiness because I know I don't, I, I, I can entertain the thought without without having to accept it. There's wonderful freedom in that. So I, I, I do a physical action as well. When there's something that I want to release or let go, I take a big breath in and what I do then is I bring my hand, usually my right hand, it could be both hands if it's a really big powerful thing that I want to try and let go of and I squeeze it tightly together. Okay, it's tightly as I can. And now you might find that you need to breathe out again and that's fine. You can leave the hand tightly closed. There's no problem with that. And then I pretend. Okay, I know people use the word visualize all the time, but I I find it's hard sometimes to wrap my head around a visualization, you know, whereas it's much easier for me that language to say pretend. I'm going to pretend. I'm going to pretend that when I open my hand in a moment that the thing that I'm holding on to is just going to be released. It's going to fall out of my hand. Now, it's particularly helpful for me if I'm sitting on the chair that I allow my hand to kind of, you know, fall towards the floor. I support the lower portion of my arm maybe on um, the arm of my chair and I let my hand my clenched fist as it it stands at the moment fall towards the floor yeah so when I am ready then to open my hand I'm trusting that gravity will help me out as well and cause whatever it is I'm holding on to to drop to the floor I'm pretending okay I'm pretending all right now so when I'm ready then and on the next breath remember you're imagining pretending that that belief that you have been carrying around in your mind, in your heart, in your head, that when you open your hand, it's going to fall to the floor. You can even pretend that when it falls to the floor, it's just going to shatter into a million pieces. Whatever feels appropriate for you. Okay, so next breath in. And then when I'm breathing out, I'm going to just slowly open my hands. Now, sometimes what happens is the hand doesn't open. That's okay. Take the next breath in. And when I breathe out this time, I'm pretending. Remember that my hand is opening. Might only open a little bit more. That's fine. Next breath in. And now when I'm breathing out this time, opening my hand, it's amazing how tightly those fingers want to stay closed. And I just keep pretending, I keep imagining that when my fingertips finally straighten and that belief that I have been holding on to, that pattern of thinking falls to the floor and I'm no longer holding it and it is no longer holding me I have let it go 
if you're a verbal person, you can say, you can state it out loud. I'm not holding that anymore. I don't need to. What I love to say is I say, I'm not holding you. You know, I really kind of um, anthropomorphize whatever that belief is. You know, I think I'm not holding you. I don't need to. I'm not holding you anymore. I do not need to. I'm not holding you anymore. I don't need to. I am not holding you anymore. I do not need to. And it's wonderfully freeing. It's like getting rid of all of that stuff out of the cluttered pantry. And what was left and what has been left in my pantry the last few days then is three clear spaces. And I can choose now what I'm going to put on those. And you can do that as well. You don't need to rush this. But what happens when you let go of things that are no longer serving a useful purpose in your mind, in your life. What happens then is you free up space. You don't need to rush to refill the space. You know, you can hold that free space and remember like I said it can allow that inspiration to float in because remember the space between the thoughts is where inspiration rises but you know focus if you can on letting it go and releasing it and even if you're not like like I said as well if you come up against something that you're really resisting something that feels too painful, something that you're not able to look at just yet. Pause there. Go back to your breath. Stay in the safety and the security and the warmth and the comfort, the soothing of your breath. It will sustain you. It will soothe you. It will always be there. And allow yourself to be, to clear the space. You know, and and then we have this wonderful twofold experience, like what I outlined at the beginning. We get a greater appreciation of all of the lovely, good, and nurturing and nourishing things that we have in our lives and in our pantries. And we also have the benefit of you know getting rid of the things that are no longer serving a useful purpose in your lives or your pantry and that's a good thing it opens up so many possibilities now I must tell you what happened then yesterday so I had the three lovely spaces there nicely free, <laughs> you know, awaiting whatever might come to, to them. I don't know. And then my darling husband. Now, so on the right hand side, I had a, a compartment and all of the biscuits were in there. 
Yeah, the biscuits and the chocolate and the sweet treats, they were all in there and they were staying there in that little box. That was fine. And the box directly to the left of it was one of the free spaces. And so my darling husband had a little um, apple tart, a little small one, you know, mini kind of apple tart thing. Uh, And then he put the box back. But did you think he would put it back where the biscuits were? No, he put it in the free space. Now, I didn't say anything to him. I don't need to say anything to him. But I, I I had a giggle to myself when I noticed that. Because that will happen. And it will happen in the, those patterns of behavior that we're trying to release. It will happen in those beliefs that you're trying to release. So say... Because the other people won't... The, the people on the outside won't have appreciated... The, sh- the shift and the change that you have made in your internal environment. So they will continue to treat you and expect from you and demand from you and um, just just often without awareness um, interact with you in the same way that they've always done. And And if one of those people is somebody who whom you've been trying to prove that you're not selfish to. You know, you've always been doing what they wanted you to do. You've always been um, saying, oh, no, sure, whatever you want, you know, because I'm I'm proving that I'm not selfish. So whatever you want. So so they will expect that same behavior from you. Whereas on your internal environment, you have... um, decided that you're you're not holding on to that belief anymore you don't need to so when the same interaction that has always gone your friend says should we do this you'll say whatever you want to do yes let's do this so then now they'll interact with you they'll say shall we do this and they might be very surprised to hear you say actually i'd prefer if we would do it my way. Now, this will be a surprise. It might be just as much as a surprise to hear those words coming out of your own mouth, but it will certainly be a surprise to the other. That doesn't mean that you should change it. And it doesn't mean that they will um, be upset by that. They might just be surprised. They might actually secretly be really thrilled for you that you're saying what you want. And more often than not, they'll just be delighted to go along with your choice. But like that, it is the same as that um, box of apple pies that my husband put in the free shelf because prior to that, it wouldn't have mattered where he put them in the pantry. See? So, yeah, there are lots of things to, for us to think about. Now, I know trying to draw an analogy, an analogy between cleaning the pantry, my, my cleaning of the pantry and the tidying up of my cupboards compared to, you know, how we might, you know, you know, change very long standing beliefs about ourselves. But for me, they stand. I, I find that, uh, you know, things that happen in our everyday happen there's always learning in them even in the most mundane tasks there is learning in them you know and we can I find it really curious and I find it really interesting and I I find it's worth sharing 
you know, something like that. So think about that maybe for yourself. You could you can even start by clearing out your wardrobe or your pantry or your cupboards or um, the garage or something that has been that's been holding a lot of things, you know, because, you know, the funny thing about it as well, like about if you want to call it cluttered or scatteredness, really what's happening there. And I find this from my own experience is that I, I sometimes gather uh, paperwork you know, and they can it can be quite cluttered, and and, and you know what it is? It's that I'm I'm really just trying to um, postpone making a decision. You know, I could just look at that piece of paper. I could decide then. Oh, I know what I need. I need to pay that bill. I need to put it in this box. I need to do that. No, but sometimes I don't do that. I just let them. I just put them in a pile on my desk, and I think, yeah, well, I will do that. I will do that. Oh, why am I putting it off? Just get stuck into it. Just do the action. Yeah. So see how you get on. See how you get on. I have one more little tiny thing to share with you before I go. And you know the way, like, I th- I think about, I have, I have this little process when it comes to something creative like and it's this podcast is creative process for me my writing is a creative process for me if I'm trying to figure out something I I don't spend ages thinking really hard about it this is what I do and I I teach this to my children they're still not 100% convinced but um, this is what I do I I actively yes say to myself gosh I need to write a piece on um you know clearing your mind right and i i say then i all right i'm just going to can i just pop, put that into the back of my mind and can i just i know you'll start if you think i'm cracking now when i say this to myself i said can can i can you just think about that can you just like kind of mull that over in the background there while I'm just getting on with the other tasks that I need to do today. And I'll come back to you. I'll come back to it now in a, in a couple of days. And when I come back, it, it's much clearer because because I trust, I set that intention, I suppose you could say. And I, I trust that at the I, even when I'm saying that I'm, you know, um, pointing to like the back of my head, but somewhere deeper than the brain power that I need just to go through the day there is something whirling there in the background and you could say yeah I have a tab open but it's a purple purple not a purple tab maybe it is actually (laughs) but it's a purposeful tab that's opening and it's running there in the background and it's helping me sort out the words that I need and it's helping me to source um sort out the idea and it's helping me figure things out but I also have a little bed, or not a little bed, I have a little book by my bedside. And it's a book called um, Marcus Aurelius, you know, way back from the Roman times, Marcus Aurelius Meditations. It's a tiny, tiny, tiny book. And it's not a meditation in the modern sense of a meditation. It's just words and sentences and ideas and thoughts. And I picked it up this morning. I haven't looked at it, I'd say, in about a month. It's not... It's one of those books that you pick up and you flick through and it's got a series of little, like I say, words and thoughts and ideas. Because Marcus Aurelius was a philosopher, do you see, as well as being a warrior or a general. And so 
this one stuck out to me and I had to write it down because I won't remember it all verbatim and it's important that I quote it's not my words they're his words and it goes like this put from you the belief I have been wronged and with it will go the feeling reject your sense of injury and the injury itself disappears so put from you the belief that I have been wronged in inverted commas and with it will go the feeling reject your sense of injury and the injury itself disappears and for me that signifies probably a lot more eloquently what I was trying to get across today that there is always room for clearing there is always room for healing and you have that power within you that beautiful power to do that spring clean to clear that stuff from your mind and not only it doesn't just reside in your mind it impacts like I have repeatedly said it impacts your capacity to fully enjoy the experience of your life but you can do that you can reject that sense of injury and the injury itself disappears it will take a little time guys but it absolutely works and it's worth it it is absolutely worth it it is absolutely worth it it's all in there within you trust yourself trust the process trust the depth that is in your being Hmm. so i think that's it for this week for episode number 60 guys what i tried to talk about was i tried to share with you the story of me cleaning up my pantry and how that um helped me to think about cleaning out in the spring cleaning of our minds and the twofold benefit of doing that how it can open up ourselves I guess and I only said that towards the end to a sense of healing and as a direct result of that healing we have more um capacity available to us well, we have the same capacity. We always have the same capacity, but, you know, some of that capacity was some of the storage space was being used up by something that wasn't of any use. We should have moved it from that long term storage and we should have just put it in the bin. You know, I'm just thinking about computer terms now. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I'm just sitting in front of the computer. Maybe that's why I'm thinking about that. But put it in the bin empty the bin and then I have so much more storage space that I can put things that I really want to have influence me influence my enjoyment of my experience of this life and that's something worth pursuing I gave a little practice then as well for helping us to let go of things to remember and to actively say to myself, I am not holding on to that anymore. I do not need to. 
and whisper that to yourself as you're going around like you know not sure who's going to be minded what you're saying say it make that a mantra I do not I'm not holding on to that anymore I don't need to guys it's I know I often say things are a game changer but this is and I wish you much clearing much healing much actively choosing what you give your attention to how much you know being and learning how to be okay with that empty space and 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 being patient enough to allow that creativity or that um bubbling up of the hidden depth to to come to the surface and may you enjoy every single single second of that experience of your life okay right i'm going to go um i want to thank you for listening for giving me your time and your attention i want to thank you for your hearts and your minds and for those wonderful ears will we keep going yes we will just for another little while i am katherine and you have been listening to the one kind voice podcast mm-hmm.